Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Welcome back to another episode of Girls Know Nothing. I feel like this has been a long-awaited episode. I've had a lot of DMs, actually, for the whole time I've had this episode to have you on the podcast. Um, I feel like you don't need an introduction because everyone knows you as Nation's oh. sweetheart. Oh, thank you. From Love Island. But introduce <laughs> yourself anyway. Uh, have I ever told you that I'm really awkward at accepting compliments? <laughs> Do you know what, actually? I feel like I should already know that. Yeah, yeah, honestly. But, like... With guys that I'm seeing, it's even worse. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> we'll get to that bit. We'll get to it. Uh, I'm Liberty Paul, and you may know me from Love Island or Dance and Nights. And I'm happy here to be here today to talk about all things women, positivity, and yeah, tackle some issues that are going on right now. Yeah, I think, do you know what, actually, one of the reasons why people were so keen to have you on here is because you were definitely portrayed, and you are in like in person, definitely a girl's girl. You know, you stuck by your morals through the whole way through the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of questions that we'll get to about about your time on the show. But, you know, I want to know a bit more about you because I think one of the th- positive comments we do get about people that have been on Love Island is that we get to see the real them. Yeah. And I feel gosh. like, you know, when you said you did A-level chemistry, I was like, what? <laughs> like, I want to know about you. Like, no. what, was, what was young Lib like? I feel like I've always been, like, quite switched on in terms of, like, I'm quite emotionally, like, intelligent and stuff. I will say that I'm not good at... I'm probably not street smart and I'm not good at DIY, but... We've seen with, that. Yeah, <laughs> We've seen with that. With emotional intelligence and stuff, like, I'm good at that. And obviously, throughout school, I was classed as, like, academically smart. So I was actually the top girl in my year for grades. And I got pupil of the year. And I was the top girl in my whole year for grades. I got nine A's and A star and the B. I think, do you know what? It's really weird. <laughs> when we did that, like, Mr. and Mrs. game and you, mm. we, like, everyone found that out. They were like, what? Yeah, I know. It's a shock. But you know what it is? When people know, it's like my personality doesn't match my, like, It's very legally blonde. It's, yeah, it's very legally blonde. I am literally, like, cheers me, I'm her. Like, it's very <laughs> legally blonde because I think people assume because I'm a bit ditzy and, like, a girly that I'm not going to be smart which is stereotypes. And even like when I was in a work setting at Nando's, I would just be like sort of dismissed as like, oh, you didn't get them grades. And it's like, no, I did. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, like obviously at A-levels, I've done biology, chemistry, psychology. Now, A-level grades weren't as good as my GCSEs because I found out what partying meant with the girls (laughs) at college. (laughs) So yeah. What what did you want to be growing up then? uh, So I actually wanted to be... Um, a paediatrician. Okay, interesting. So, I would never have had yeah, like, a doctor specialising in like 
children's needs because I always like love kids like growing up and stuff and I always like obviously was really good with them and I wanted to be a doctor and but at that time I feel like when you're at school and stuff you have all these pressures of like what do you want to be when you're older every week it's like what am I working towards what do you want to be when you're older and you get sort of made to feel in school like if you don't get these grades like you will not succeed in life yeah like almost like it's the what's the word be or end all yeah, I get what yeah. you mean. So for me, obviously, I was just like, okay. And I had doctor's writing as well. Like, my writing's awful. So I thought it's meant to be. Written in the stars, that. <laughs> yeah, so obviously I'd done that. And then um, I just didn't... I just lost the passion for science at A-level. And I didn't really know where I wanted to go. And this is going to sound really weird, but I'm a bit of a crazy gal, so I'm just going to say this. I had a dream one night. <laughs> right, every like, time I've ever you know, heard you say I've had a dream it freaks me out it's awful no like you know like Martin Luther King I had a dream yeah I had a dream and Simon Cowell was in this dream oh god <laughs> right go on and basically he was like you need to do like marketing it was so weird and then after that I woke up knowing that I wanted to do like marketing <laughs> I love that Simon Cowell in my dream in told my me dream. to do marketing I know so basically then I went to uni and I've done marketing for two years and I loved it because I feel like I got to like use my creative side as well. And it was something that I was like passionate about. And then I was like, obviously COVID hit. Um, and I'd always considered maybe doing Love Island. Like people say, oh my God, you should do it. Like you'd be, you'd be good on it. But I just, it's one of them things that you're like, yeah, it's never going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can say that, but it's never going to happen. And I was um, visiting my mum because my mum lives abroad in Abu Dhabi. I got a message from management um, basically saying, would you be interested in going on Love Island? And obviously at the time I was like, you know what? I'd come out of like a long-term relationship. So I would never have done it before that because I was in a relationship with someone um, which was quite long-term for an 18-year-old. It was like three years, something like that. On and off for like three years. So obviously I'd come out of that. Um, And then I just felt like, you know what? Like what have I actually got to lose? Like why not just go for it? So I remember doing my audition tape in like the January of 2021 and I put on my Nando's uniform and I stuck like a periometer on my wardrobe <laughs> in my room. I feel like I've seen your audition you video think? actually. You know what? I lost all this content on my phone so I don't know if I still have it. But it was like obviously, you know how it goes from like lemon and herb to extra hot? Yeah. And I was like, oh, all the guys I've dated in the past have been lemon and herb. I need an extra hot guy in the violence and all that. And I think that's the key. Like... Like, you need to make it personal to you. Don't try yeah. and be like anyone else. Just do what feels right and suits you when you're doing, like, an audition tape. And I thought, I'm going to send it off. And I was, like, optimistic, but I was being realistic. I was yeah. like, I'm going to hope for the best and expect the worst. Yeah, because we but, remember there's so many people yeah, that apply. Yeah, there's so many people, like, so many people. And I just went through, like, the process bit by bit. And I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then, um, yeah, like, obviously I got the call to be, like, an OG. And I was ecstatic. But I literally feel like I'd been plucked from thinner. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. never was an influencer before this. I didn't have any experience in this field, social media, nothing. I used to post a picture of me when I used to go on a night out with the girls. That that was it. That was my Instagram. Like, I didn't have any experience. And I literally feel like, oh, my God, like, I'm literally a waitress at Nando's in Birmingham and a marketing student. Like, I'm such a random person. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I, I got picked and it was just, like, mad. And then, obviously, I just went on thinking, I'm just going to do it for the experience. I know, like, people say, oh, well, you know what? I did it for the money. I did it for this. I did it for that. I generally did it. 
just for the experience of it being like, you know, wow, this show that you watch, and then, you know, I watched for years before and what it's going to be like. And I thought, I'm going to go on. And if I'm out in a week, I'm out in a week. But at least I can say it was an experience. And I did it. And then I went in, obviously like met Jake, got on with Jake at the time. And then just thought, yeah. And then cracked on with it. And yeah, it was, it was nice because I think for me, um, at that moment in time, I didn't have a lot of self-esteem. Yeah. Coming out of a relationship where, like, obviously, I got cheated on and maybe a few comments didn't make me feel the best about myself. So, like, to just know that the public supported me and I had just been myself was such a huge compliment. And yeah. it was just so nice as well to... Because in there, you do doubt yourself. Because yeah, you get you advice do. from people, but in the back of your head, you are thinking, okay, are you giving me this advice because you're being genuine towards me? Or are you being manipulative and you're in here for a game? Yeah, you do 100%. think that. So at the time, I was like, that was what I found hardest in there. So, but I just went with my gut instincts. And then to come out and sort of have what I was feeling in there and my gut instincts confirmed, it was almost like, okay, Lib, like, you need to fucking, sorry. That's all right. Drop that up. <laughs> you need to like trust yourself more. Yeah. And believe in yourself more. Believe in like, you know, you got instincts, believe in who you are more. And it just proved that to me. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that I did want to talk to you about is what life is like after Love Island. Obviously, yeah. we've seen a lot floating around social media and online about mm. the realities of being a reality star. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you said people always doubted how intelligent you are. Yeah. I get it now. So like, even when I do press interviews, you know, I had a very well-established career before going on Love Island like you know you were very academic Mm -hmm. do you ever find that people automatically assume that you're stupid because you have that Love Island label yes I feel like people that go on Love Island sort of have stigmas of looking a certain way and being a certain type of person I feel like the key thing from Love Island and things in general is that you cannot categorize a person to a stereotype or a person to a certain way of life because so many people have so many different aspects for them and yeah I'm ditzy but I'm also switched on yeah and everyone has different sides so you can't just be like oh yeah they're like this and they're like that like people are so individual and have so many different sides and personality traits that it doesn't work like that and I feel like yeah like obviously coming out of Love Island after the show I went in at 21 I found that was very young uh in a way, at the time, I thought I was growing up. But looking back, yeah. In terms of, I'd only had one relationship. I hadn't really had that much life experience. I've had to learn. So, like, this industry has made me grow up fast. Like, as in, I went from being naive and trusting in everyone and an oversharer with everyone. Don't I know that? Yes, I'm an oversharer <laughs> with literally like every person to literally having to wisen up, almost being forced to like get with it, Lib, come on, wisen up now. And being strong as well, because I feel like I was quite fragile. I was a bit of a people pleaser. I didn't, not a people pleaser, but I didn't like to hurt people's feelings. And I always like to keep everyone sweet because I'm not a confrontational person, actually. So that's how I was. But now, a year later, I've definitely grown up and matured a lot in the way I think and stuff. And I feel like because I've gone through so much in a year, that's definitely done that for me. Yeah, because I can imagine the sense of responsibility or the pressure you feel when you come yeah. out of a show like that and yeah. you're left with a million followers. 
mm. um, or was over a million. Um, do you ever, did you feel the pressure to be able to live up to like what Love Island expectations are post the show? Yeah, I feel like because I was like so busy going out, like coming out, like I was training for that. So the first month was mad. And then straight in October, I went to training for Dance and Ice five times a week, every day, which I don't think people realise how much the training is for that. So I was doing that like Monday to Friday, every day. Then even on my day off, I was doing like brand work and stuff. And I was just constantly busy doing the next thing that my head was always like go 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 and I didn't have the time that like maybe other people have processing coming out to think right where do I want to go with this I've got this platform what do I want to do with this it was almost like I'm I don't know what to do and then obviously because I wasn't an influencer before you see all these like obviously like stunning girls you know their fashion sense is amazing I haven't like before I obviously I come out of love on it I hadn't even had to think about a stylist or anything like that I just sort of wore what I wanted to wear and now like you get thrown into this world where it's like fashion makeup you know all this sort of stuff and you're like where do I slot into this and for me I'd say like about four months ago I was in that sort of like lost mindset of this isn't me I'm not this posy fashionista on Instagram. So I had to really like do some like soul searching and go back to my roots after being busy and being like, right, where, what do I want to do with my platform? Where do I want to go with it? Who am I? Do you know what I mean? Like go back to my roots and stuff. And I feel like now I'm in a position where I know who I am. I know where I want to go and I know exactly what I want to do. But it took that moment of business and calming down from that for a second to think, yeah, this is the direction to go in. So a lot of people always say that, you know, when the next Love Island has come out, because the work dies down, because obviously the next best best thing is out. Yeah. It takes a toll on their mental health because their their work's dipped. Do you feel like yeah. it, it was actually beneficial to yours? Um, I feel like when obviously the next Love Island come out and stuff, you do get work come about still. So for me, it wasn't a worry at that time financially but it was a worry at that time about longevity okay yeah in in my case because I was thinking okay right I'm I've made like obviously good money which I didn't go on the show for but I'm really grateful that that was an opportunity for me to do um but in the long term I was thinking what's what's gonna go on next and you do sort of think about like your next jobs and stuff um and I guess in my case and stuff I was thinking I need to get a direction sorted of because when you come out you do get things thrown at you and sort of handed to you on a plate and stuff yeah and you need to think about what direction you want to go in and what you want to do with your platform so for me I'm just literally taking it back to my roots and thinking like what do I want to do and I definitely want to do more stuff that is linked to me like being a girl's girl and showing girls as well that you don't always have to be dolled up and that's why I've sort of been a bit more vocal about that recently on my social media because coming even coming out that was a thing for me where I felt like do I have to be this new glam celeb all the time as such um and that's a pressure that I dealt with myself when I feel like Instagram now needs to go more down the route of this is me this is what I'm up to like and to show girls that you can have 
normal natural days or that's why I'm I'm trying to just show people like me eating foods me me with the sparklers at bonfire night Libs Woo! McBang channel coming soon yeah <laughs> <laughs> just because I feel like you need to see that it's not every day here I am looking 10 out of 10 sometimes oh, don't I don't know that um, I've got like a cough <laughs> you know what I mean right now common day it's not COVID but it's a cough and you don't you're not on form all the time it's okay to be like that so yeah that's definitely what I want to do more of what's your ideal thing like if your manager phoned you right now and said I've got this for you and it's your dream thing what would it be okay I would probably say that my dream job role I'll be open and honest I would love to do sort of like presenting okay any particular show (sighs) I feel like I just see myself as like a girl's girl so any like girly TV, like reality TV. Isn't there that makeup show that's on like Netflix? I can't remember what it's called. I'm not that good at makeup. I don't think some of the people that host it are either. Okay, that's all right then. (laughs) I could see you. I could see you being on the panel of like RuPaul Drag Race. Yes, I love that show or something like that. Because you know what it is about presenting? It's like sort of a profession when you have a routine. And as a disorganized girl, I feel like I need more routine in my life. Yeah, I can vouch for that. When I tell you that Lib was the most annoying person to live with... I am. Even my friends at home say it. No one can live with me. I'm that messy. Every time we'd be like, where's... like?" I remember losing a shoe and being like, where's my shoe? And you'd open Lib's wardrobe, everything would come flying out, including everyone's missing items because you just scooped everything up and just... Forced it, put it in. in. Yeah, because like, the producers used to get you to tidy the wardrobe, and I'm like, who's got time for tidying? Not me. So <laughs> everything goes in there. <laughs> I was going on to the topic about when you were saying how you you want to encourage people that they don't feel the need to be glammed up all Mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. I do feel like when I was Googling you, which is also a very weird thing to say to somebody, it gives me the ick when someone says it to me. So sorry. Um, But like, I feel like you get a lot of unfair stick about your natural image. You think? Yeah. I think you do. Like when I saw the videos you put on social media about um, being told that you fell off um, after Love Island. Mm. I think that was a really horrible, that's a horrible thing to experience Yeah, if you're not on a show. I feel like because, like I said, with Love Island, people assume that you're going to be like UK's next top model. Like, obviously being on Love Island or whatever, people assume that, oh, attractive people are the only people that get selected for Love Island, etc., etc. And I feel like people expect you to be UK's next top model. So, like, the moment that people meet me in person, they will always comment on my looks and weight. Every day of my life, I get told, oh my God, you're so much skinnier in person or you look so much better in person. And immediately, as a human being, my natural thoughts go to, what the hell do I look like on TV? Yeah. And it just makes you feel like insecure about what you look like on TV because I'm thinking, every day of my life, I'm getting told I look thinner or, or better. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like people might mean it in a nice way, but it just make you sort of like naturally conscious about stuff like that. And everyone's seen me with no makeup on TV and I'll get told many times by like obviously people I know oh you're so pretty without makeup and this and that but obviously there was an occasion when I went to the airport where um, I did get quite bad verbal abuse who goes to the airport in like 
heels in full glam. Sometimes I have, to be fair. I, I was have thinking, I was like, if anyone's going to have done it, it, it has, is you. It is. But that guy, I just wanted to go and be, no, because we was going out on the night. So I wanted to do my makeup when I got there because um, we was arriving nighttime. And I literally just wanted to go out, like, no makeup, hair up, like, like I'll just do it. I had no fake tan at that point. Like, just completely, like, natural self. No lashes, nothing. I should be able to go to the airport, have a pint of Coke, Coca-Cola, full fat Coke, before going on the plane, and have no dramas. Do you know I was what thinking, I mean? When you said have a pint, I was thinking, all right, Liv, no, like, what happened to you? A pint of full fat Coke. I'm more of a cocktail girl, but I do like a pint of full fat Coke. And I should be able to sit there in the airport at Weatherspoons with my pint of full fat Coke and be like, jolly, holiday jolly, you know what I mean? Yeah. What are they called? The holiday hypes. Oh, they have the holiday blues, but I'm calling this the holiday hypes. The holiday hypes in the airport and be jolly and doing this. I literally got shouted at going, Liberty from Love Island in the airport and oh. going, oh my God, what happened to you, babe? You've gone downhill, catfish, all this sort of stuff. And I was just like... Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. It was a bit like, and my mate was like, ignore them. Like, obviously, they're just not nice people. But it wasn't the fact of... It was just shouting it across the airport. Yeah, it's and, like public like, humiliation. It's, it's public humiliation, that's what it was. And like, so then go on the plane and, and the air hostesses wanted a photo with me and the air hostesses were saying to me that they were saying it to them as well. And it's just, I just want to be able to do enjoy a four-hour journey. They nearly got kicked off the plane as well, like, so there was trouble. But I just want to be able to enjoy like a four-hour journey on my holiday. And I feel like, for me, this was... Something that I actually, like, cried over. Oh, babe, yeah. Because I'd I built it up, and I feel like sometimes being in the public eye as well, you can't always defend yourself because you don't want to, like, kick off in public because next thing you know, there'll be, like, a spin on it, and it's in the press that a video. you're in a fight at the airport. Do you know what I mean? So you have to obviously protect yourself as well in that respect. So I feel like I couldn't pipe up, and I just have to deal with it. And I got on the coach, and I'm sure these girls didn't mean it in a nasty way, but after all, after all that, then as well, um, I went. I was going on uh, out the airport, and these girls pulled me over. Like, can we have a photo? And they were like, Yeah, yeah. They're like, Don't worry, we follow on Instagram. Put a filter on you. And I was just like, It's just so unnecessary. Like, and I think after all that, it just got to me then, and it, it did make me cry. I remember crying on the coach because I just think like, I'm like 23 years old. I'm still learning about myself every day. I'm lucky to be assured and I know who I am at this age, but I'm still growing as a person. And to have insults thrown like that, it could be quite damaging to someone that isn't mentally strong enough to deal with it. Um, so luckily I am, but I'm still human and I still did cry about it. And then I thought, you know what? I can go away from this and I can be Nancy negative and just like let it get to me. Or I can actually voice my experience to help people know that this is normal to be like this. So I went on my socials with no tan, no lashes, hair scraped up, and was just like, this is me. I don't know if you see everyday glam pictures, but this is me. 
And since that experience happened to me, it's inspired me even more to go down the route of being real because at the end of the day, people liked me for being me and nothing else but me. People liked me because I was a girl's girl, because I was genuine, because I was a real person, which I still am. So me posting these like posed images of me looking glam and don't get me wrong, I am a glam person. I am. Oh, I've seen them heels, babe. Yes. We all know it. Six, the six inch. <laughs> yeah, I literally. The, I brought the in the six breakers. inch, the neck breakers. We all know that. But at the same time, like, I'm just a normal girl. I yeah. really am. And I think it's important for people to see that. So that's why now with my Instagram, I'm going down the more of the route um, of, yeah, being wholesome. It's really weird because I don't feel like blokes would ever shout that at another bloke that was on the show. Like, yeah. if any of the boys from our series were there with, like, you know a little bit late You know what's funny, Sharon? That night I went out in Tenerife and I seen them blokes and the same blokes that shouted abuse were trying to flirt with me and talk to of me. Of course they fucking were. On the night were. out. So. <laughs> of course they were. That's so, I'm embarrassed for you, by the way, if they're only watching. <laughs> How embarrassing. Yeah. It's Christmas. And what better way to celebrate than with some gorgeous wines from my favourite wine club, Wine 52, and for free. All you need to do is go to www.wine52.com forward slash GKN and cover the postage cost of £8.95 and you'll get three bottles delivered to your door. I've been a member of Wine 52 for a while now and I absolutely love it. They are all about showcasing the very best wine from different regions each and every month. So far on this wine odyssey, they have featured wine from the stunning island of Sicily, the revered Bordeaux region, and the spectacular vineyards of Rhone Valley. From zesty Sauvignon Blanc to vibrant full-bodied reds, experience the wonderful world of wine with the UK's most exciting wine club. Grab yourself this treat in time for Christmas so you can impress your friends, family and dinner guests with an incredible cast of beautiful and unique wines that you won't find anywhere else. You have the choice of mix, red only or a white only case. Also included is a Glug magazine which delves into each region's wine, culture and two tasty snacks as well. After your free case, you'll join the monthly wine club with no minimum commitment. If it's not for you, pause or cancel at any time. So remember, that's www.wine52.com slash GKN to claim your free case of delicious wine today. So I know like, well, when you were talking about how in the public eye, you sometimes find it really hard to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. We're seeing like a massive increase of like thefts and quite violent crimes happening to people in the public eye. And I know, I think it was summer this year, both you and Kaz were in the US and there was an article or a fair few articles about both of you being held at knife point mm-hmm. while in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, obviously I'll let you explain like yeah. how, it, how it made you feel at the time. But um, I kind of, I, I read an article and you said it, it made you reevaluate life. It did. It really did. So I, um, obviously me and Kaz was on holiday with each other and my granddad said to me, whatever you do, Libby, do not go downtown LA. Right. So my granddad gave me a warning beforehand. So you went downtown LA? So I went downtown LA. <laughs> <laughs> no, but basically, we went, we were, uh, knew some friends out there. Okay. And they invited us to 
a dinner at their penthouse in downtown and the Uber driver didn't speak very good English and he dropped us off at the wrong point so we had to walk up now me and Kaz are walking through downtown LA with like mini skirts neck breakers neck breakers yeah as you called them (laughs) everything and we were just walking and obviously like we're tourists so everything looks beautiful to us everything looks beautiful you know like it's fresh on the eyes never seen this before yeah so there was these lights in downtown LA we were like yeah beautiful like gonna film it um so I'm literally like there with like my phone out filming like the street. And this it's like this woman come out of nowhere. Like it was actually like, it was bizarre. Um, and she was like, you filming, this is like, oh, I'm going to swear. Oh, That's all right. Okay. I'll carry on. She was like, are you filming me, bitch? Like this. Oh my God, okay. And I was just like so confused because my, imagine my camera's here. Yeah. And this, oh. <laughs> I said destroy the set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine my camera's here and this woman's coming from this direction. Right, okay. So it was just a bit like, what? And me and Kaz were like trying to process it. We were like, what is going on? And she was getting like more and more aggressive basically as she come closer to us. And she was like, I'll fucking kill you. I'll kill you. And basically, like, she was rummaging for a bag and she got this knife out. And at this point, me and Kaz were like, mm, luckily, she dropped the knife. Okay. So at that point, as soon as she dropped the knife and I seen this knife on the floor, I was literally looking at Kaz. And you know when you're like, fight or flight mode kicks yeah. in? So my fight or flight mode kicked in and I was literally like, Kaz, we need to run. And these two lads luckily come over and started having a go at this woman. Now, I think she was either mentally ill or on drugs because the way she was acting was just so paranoid and almost like schizophrenic in terms Mm -hmm. of she was very like just very out there and she's just I don't think she was actually in control of her own mind at the time she was just really aggressive towards everyone that was going past um so like obviously me and Kaz I said we need to go so I start running down the road um, and Kaz is behind me, but I can see that Kaz is still trying to process everything that's going on. Yeah. And I'm like, Kaz, let's go, let's go. Like, we need to go. Like, the woman's got a knife. It's not, it's not safe. So yeah. my first initial thought was, let's get us to a safe security point ASAP. I run, I see, I run up to this couple and I'm like, please, please, please. Like, we've just had a knife pulled out on us. Can you call the place? No, no, sorry. I didn't say that. I said, please, please, please. Can, we've just had a, um, a knife pulled out on us. Help us, sort of stuff. Yeah. And they literally turn around and goes, call the place then. So I don't know if it's a normal occurrence. <laughs> Probably. <And> they like, <laughs> they wasn't helpful. They just sort of like, looked at me like, why are you bothering me? So yeah. more than wanting to help. So I ran into an Apple store and I was told the security guard, and me and Kaz went in there and she was walking past and then I just seen all these police people go in. So I feel like they, after that, um, I think she got arrested. And then the security guard helped walk us back to the apartment. But that wasn't what changed the way I looked. It didn't, it didn't. So after being like, that whole happened, like we, me and Kaz didn't process it properly. We sort of just got straight to the dinner and carries on because we was like, what just happened? Like, we was in disbelief. And um, obviously, I put it in my friend chat, like, guys, this just happened. I just wanted to let you know, I love you all. Message my mom, message my family, because that's the first people you think of. And something like that happens. And my best mate rang me straight away, going, are you all right, Lib? Like, are you okay? Um, and obviously, like, then my other friends sort of said, are you all right? But it took them, like, a day or two to ask if I was alright but they were checking all my socials Okay. after that happened um, so that for me was a realisation because I thought 
and I'll be honest about this, if my friends had had that happen to them, mm-hmm. I would have been straight there, ringing, no matter where I was, asking them if they was okay. But I think it was the fact that they were checking my socials and never asked me if I was all right. Yeah. And it made me think, all this time, I've been putting people first and I don't even know if they care about my well-being. Yeah. Now, since then, I've sorted this out. But I think that was a math that changed me. Yeah, because I remember when the article first came out and yeah. I rang both of you. And to see if we was okay. But oh, I'm going to get emotional about it. <laughs> oh, babe, don't. Because I'll start crying as well. Because <laughs> I'm ill. I'm very no, like. <laughs> it makes me feel emotional, but I do think that massively changed me from April 2021 in terms of I just thought I really need to start putting myself first and being putting my interests like first more because I just feel like I've always been a giver like I've always given people like a hundred percent and always moved towards them with genuine intentions and and I've always been the best friend to someone that I could possibly could be to people and as I've gone through life I've just realized that people just aren't the same back so for me it changed me for the better in terms of I'm still that genuine person I'm still the exact same girl I was but I just know to put myself first a bit more so I feel like that was a good thing that come out of it and also I feel like as well it made me realize with the whole knife incident that happened that life is so short so you can't spend your whole life putting everyone else first and not doing what makes you happy. Yeah, of course. And since then, it's just made me so much stronger in that way. Have you had to, like, distance yourself from those people? No, no. Like, we spoke about it and we sorted things, but I just know where I stand a little bit more now. Yeah, because one thing that um, I said that I really loved, and not I've seen it from lots of different people from lots of different aspects of life, is that they don't keep the friends that they used to have before they became who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I love about you is that when I see your socials, you you still have those. It's people. all my girls from time ago, and you know what? Like I'll always have my girls there from Birmingham and stuff because for me, like real friendship connections and family is what's important over any money any fame anything like materialistic stuff only gets you so far in life but we're all heading in the same place we're all heading in one direction we're all gonna die one day do you want to be sat on your deathbed surrounded by money and fame and 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 no true friends or would you want to be surrounded by people that love you and that's what i think about so for me coming out of Love Island and uh, before Love Island, coming af- out after Love Island, I was never, ever going to stop chilling with the people I would chill with before because for me, I had a, a good support system around me and, like, good mates and stuff. Um, I'm still going through life and still figuring out my own stuff in friendships and that. But for me, like, I know who my ride-or-die girls are and I'm not going to not hang around with them just because I've been on the show like it's so shallow to anyone that does that it's well, yeah. just not it's not real at the end of the day they're the ones that helped you get through it yeah exactly and helped you get on it like my, my friends one of my mates was literally there like helping me record the the audition tape and they literally was there like all the way through do you know what yeah. I mean for me it's not I'm not gonna be like yeah thanks bye like I wouldn't even think of doing that and I feel like 
they're the people that I when I'm when I'm sad or when I'm down, I can have real conversations with about how I'm feeling, and there's no ulterior motive there. I like. I think one thing you did say like off camera is sometimes industry can be so bitchy. Oh my god, so bitchy, and I've have very few friends in the industry, just because as much as someone likes you or may like you, they're always going to see you as competition in the same industry. And what what can you give them? Or what can I get from you? Yeah. So for me, like, it's very much, I keep it real. And I'll always, like, be pleasant with people. But my real, real friends, I keep it, like, close to me. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I think that's one thing that I've always really respected about you because, like you said, the industry can be so bitchy and people yeah. always have an ulterior motive. Whereas, you know, your original friends will never because yeah, they have your yeah. best interest at heart. I still have best friends in the industry like me and Kaz. I consider Kaz as one of my home girls as well. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you struggled to open that bottle of Prosecco for time. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget we, that. That's what we bonded over. <laughs> that's literally what we bonded over. <laughs> I still remember meeting both of you and realising that I had a tissue stuffed down the back of my bikini. Those tents were so hot. Oh my God, I know. So I had that really disgusting you tissue hanging out. You met me and were like, who are these imbeciles that can't open this Prosecco? I'm thirsty. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what is going on? But um, do you know what? So I did, uh, you saw on Instagram, like I asked people what questions they would ask yeah. you. And one of a lot of the questions were about the person you're coupled up with on the show. <laughs> and I bet, that, <laughs> I bet that annoys you. Like, because it's, it's coming Sorry. up to two years, right? We'll have the second se- season coming soon after ours. Like, and yeah. people are still asking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Does it? Do you find that it impacts your relationships now that like people constantly asking about it? No, it doesn't impact my relationships because I've dated a few jokes after as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I mean, once you, don't break a habit of a lifetime, right? No, exactly. <laughs> Many more men to give me a bracelet. <laughs> Preferably Cartier no. this time, please. Thank you. Oh, it's just banter. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, you know what? Like, me and Jake are, like, completely on civil terms. Yeah. I don't talk to him, but if I seen him, I'd wish him the best. Do you know what I mean? But it's weird because he feels like a distant memory now. I feel like it was a long time and ago. I feel like there's no bad blood, like, on my side towards him anyway, because what if, it's, if something doesn't work out with someone, it teaches you lessons and stage, and I yeah. probably was a lesson for him and he was a lesson for me. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like, as horrible as it sounds, yeah. it was a storyline. It worked out for you. Mm, yeah, but I didn't even see it like that then. It, for me, everyone was like, oh, was that a stage? Was that a stage? And I was like, no, like, I generally went down to the fire pit because I was gassed that my boyfriend just told me he loved me. <laughs> that was not stage. To be fair, like, <laughs> when you're in it, it's not. But because I was watching it... You was like... I was like, this is so... This is mad. Because obviously, yeah. I'd been in it with you You've guys. You've seen us happy. Yeah, so yeah. I had a very different view because like when yeah. we were in there we were like you two were like the couple to look up to I didn't even realise how often he was calling me his girlfriend <laughs> I didn't realise that I, I did see a lot of like skits of it being made uh, so it was quite interesting but I, don't, um, I remember him saying that to me but I was just like yeah I know do you know what I mean yeah like, <laughs> uh, no, I don't think the editing really helped to be no. honest but do you know what like um, so I did get a lot of questions that are um look these are just the first three pages so oh, i got i got wow. a lot um a lot of them were why she's so fit um uh, 
think uh, <laughs> loads of things like that. The DM. Yeah, no, well, joking, don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't. So I won't reply. Mm. Um, one of them was like, "Are you and Lib friends?" No, we actually hate each other. Yes, we don't talk. <laughs> Sorry. Um, one of them was like, so I feel like this is a question you would be very good at answering. Okay. So a girl said that her bestie went from being very needy to being very distant, and she doesn't respond at all. What should she do? Mm, I feel like you've obviously done something not you but she feels like there's a vibe from you that's obviously changed and I think have you spoke to her maybe you need a conversation to see what the problem is because I feel like your gut instinct never lies and if you're feeling that way towards her or whatever as well and she's feeling that way towards you then there's obviously an ongoing issue that needs to be discussed but what I will say is sometimes it's not always you as to why they've gone distant sometimes they're going through their own things or their own battles or sometimes like yeah sometimes people do naturally grow apart but I'd say a conversation definitely needs to be had to see where you're both at and just be open and honest it's kind of friendships are kind of a little bit like actual romantic relationships they're aren't so they? complicated honestly like I love all my girls but there's been times in my life where there's been ups and downs but everything just makes you stronger and I've never lost a friend that I've wanted back. That, that's a good piece. That's a good thing to say, to be fair. Mm. Look at her, she's standing here going, <laughs> preach. <laughs> um, what is the best bit of girl advice you could give to anyone watching? Okay, the best bit of girl advice I could give to anyone watching is please, please, please know your self-worth because there's so many girls in relationships or even friendships and I've done it myself where I've put up with way too much and I look back and think I was being made to feel like I was the problem but it wasn't me and I feel like you just need to go with your gut instincts and remember your self-worth whether it's jobs, relationships, friendships everything and always make sure that if you want to be you know girly advice stick to a good girl code and stick to your moral compass because too many people bend it to fit their own agendas and you don't want none of that in your life I agree um what would you say to those that are looking to go on reality tv or put themselves in the public eye I would say that obviously always go for your dreams and if it's something you want to do then you should just go for it and believe that you can do it because it's all about a mindset and nothing is impossible. However, um, not everything's as glamorized as it may seem. And you need to be really like mentally assured in yourself and and you need to be strong and have a good support system around you. Because with every great blessing comes great burdens and responsibility. Oh, uh, you literally quoted Spider-Man. <laughs> 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 I feel like I'm saying this. I was thinking in my head. I was like, I've definitely heard this before. And I, I was, like, I was literally saying this. I was like, where have I heard this from before? She's quoting Spider-Man. Here we go. Get yourself a girl that can do it all way. <laughs> um, what do you think has been your favourite opportunity after being on Love Island? Okay, I think my favourite opportunity has just been meeting so many different people from different walks of life. And I love, I'm such a social person. Like I just love talking to everyone and just hearing experiences and just meeting all kinds of different personalities and people because I feel like you always learn something from people that are around you. And I feel like it grows me as a person as well. Okay, yeah, amazing. On the flip side of that, what's your biggest regret from Love Island? Ooh, mm. I feel I feel like in my journey on Love Island, I actually grew as a person because that was the first time I ever said 
no to someone. Um, like, as in, no, I'm not standing for this because before that I put up with so much. So I feel like I grew so much from that. And that was the start of my strength. But admittedly, even though I'm only human, I still doubt myself sometimes. And I still think I could be more confident in myself. And that's a journey that I'm still on, which started with me walking away that time. Yeah. So I'm still on that journey. So not as so much a regret, but I'm still learning that. I think the thing is, when I say to people, confidence comes with age. I feel like the older you get, the less you care about what other people think about you. Yeah, I feel like I don't necessarily care what people think. You know, tell a lie. Okay, so with me, I don't care about what people say about my looks because for me, I'm quite used to that trolling and I've never sort of held my looks in high regard anyways. And I've always said from day dot, which I still do, I lead my personality. That's just who I am. Like, I will not lead with what I look like. It's not my foot I put forward. I put forward my personality and who I am. So I feel like I'm not as... I don't get bothered by what people say if they say you're ugly or you're this that. But when someone says you're a horrible person, I'm bothered because no, I'm not. Do you know the what I mean? The tone of voice changed just then, <laughs> so you can tell. She literally went like proper brummy then, yeah, like, I'm bothered. I'm bothered because <laughs> I'm not. So I feel like that bothers me more. So I need to, yeah, I'm still learning. We're all human. We're no. all still learning. We're all still on a journey. I agree. Mm. Um, so the final question I'm going to ask you is, what would you say to somebody in your past or someone in your future that doubts your success based on the fact you're a young woman, that you are, well, you're currently blonde. <laughs> and uh, you <laughs> might um, switch it up soon. Yeah, and that you were on Love Island. Okay, so what do you mean? So like, what would you say? <laughs> <laughs> we got distracted by the hair. So like, what, basically, what would you say to people that doubt your capabilities to, to be a successful woman? Oh, okay. So if I was to like speak to my younger self I would say stop crying over this dumb boy and leave the relationship sooner because you've got a future ahead waiting for you that's brighter if I was speaking to my future self because I actually feel like I let someone affect me quite a lot and how I felt about myself so I would never do that again if I was speaking to my future self then I would say you've got this but keep going because I always strive for like more I always push myself and I'm like ambitious and I've always been very work driven so I feel like even when probably I'm at my point where I think yeah I've I've done what I, all that I've wanted to do I'll probably still say what's next it's just built in me that ambition and drive I don't think that's a bad trait to have though no uh, it depends. You gotta let yourself rest. I am rest. always very much like, what's next? But I'm like that when I'm getting out the car. I forget my keys all the time because I'm like, what's next? Do you know what? Someone did ask me like, where are your car keys in the Instagram <coughs> Q and A, and I was like, what? Really? Yeah, I think Don't I'm talking tell to him. you. Me? Yeah, do you always lose your car keys? Yes. Okay, that's to you then. <laughs> I was like, what? That's me. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for coming on, for being completely stuff and completely honest. Um, I could see you tearing up a couple of times over there. I was yeah, like, please don't cry. Yeah, I feel like, you know when you feel like you've bared your soul? Because I have been honest today yeah. and I just feel like I've got everything out of my chest that I wanted to say. And hopefully this helps people out there, my experiences. Uh, to be fair, I, I'm grateful for you coming on and bearing uh, your soul. So. Thank you guys. Thank you for having me.